0: you found the Mama Shift podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Walker. So multitask away and get inspired and empowered to create the life of your dream. Hello and welcome to the Mama Shift podcast. I'm so excited you're here. It's been a hot minute since I've recorded anything and I'm really excited to be back online and getting some awesome content into your ears I've got some amazing guests in down the pipeline and I'm excited for you guys to hear them today that we're going to be talking about co-sleeping and how that relates to um, everything in our life but and basically our journey of it so when I got pregnant and I was thinking about having the baby and how that would look for us I always envisioned that we'd co-sleep like that wasn't an option I didn't even want to buy a crib or get a crib or a cot and um, that was something that I was very adamant about, I didn't really give my husband a choice, it was the baby's going to be with us, it just felt natural and the, the easiest way for me and for us to bond with him or her because we didn't know the sex. Um, but we ditched co-sleeping at about 10 months, so Cohen is 11, just turned 11 months um, in the last couple of days. And so for the last month or so, we have moved him to his cot or his crib. And the reason why we did that was because he was fighting us big time to go to sleep, just totally crying and thrashing and doing all this stuff. And he was exhausted. He was doing all those sleepy cues, rubbing his eyes and yawning and, and, moaning and doing all that stuff but he just wouldn't go to sleep and we were holding him and to to the point where sometimes I felt like I had to hold him down to stay in my arms to possibly rock him or just get him to sleep and so this would go on for an hour and finally I hit a wall and I was like I can't do this anymore this is not working it's almost as bad or as bad as the cried out method we might as well just put him down and and leave because he's crying just as hard and um he doesn't seem to be gaining any comfort for being in our arms and so that was the reason why we did that um that was the catalyst and obviously there are more reasons than that we um he was feeding a lot and and he would sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and i'd have to like get up and walk with him and he just wouldn't settle back down and so sleep was just disrupted for everyone and i felt like it was something had to give and and we just try something else and so we moved him and we used a book um called oh i'll have to find it and i'll put it in the show notes um i can't remember exactly what it's called and i don't want to screw it up but um, so we used this book, it was basically, uh, I think someone told me it's called the camp out method where you sit by, sit by him or her for the first three nights until they go to sleep and then you slowly move away um, as they get more and more comfortable being on their own and falling asleep. And the first night was, was rough, I'm not going to lie, uh, it took him about 40 minutes to go to sleep and then he was up multiple times and one time for like 40 minutes and But he finally did. We um, also went no feeding during the night. So we kind of did everything all at once. And um, we just kind of went from there. But within a couple of days, it was literally like night and day. He was going to sleep within a couple minutes and sleeping soundly. We had him at one point; he slept for like 10 hours in a row, which, when he was in our bed, never happened. And so that meant we slept for at least eight of those hours. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. Then we took a trip. We went to Palm Springs and kind of screwed with our sc- schedule and probably screwed us all up. And that definitely set us back. So we regressed. And we were staying with friends and. We didn't want to let him cry in his, in his crib or we had his pack and play that he was sleeping in so we we brought him into the bed so we totally confused him and obviously just traveling and and doing all that he was up early a couple of days on the flights the days of the flights and uh, it was it's been really hard to get back on a schedule and I just realized and then I've done a ton of reading on the benefits of co-sleeping and, and so that kind of was in my head and so when he has been crying at night I've been picking him up and bring him into the bed and and so it's been an up and down roller coaster. I just you don't know what to do and you kind of go back and forth and you wonder if you're doing the right thing and I think this sums up motherhood perfectly it actually sums up life because you always wonder if you're doing the right thing if you're on the right track and I realized that our sleeping or co-sleeping adventure doesn't have to look like the book. Just because the book says they should be able to sleep for 12 hours at a time, they don't need to eat, they can definitely just kind of go down and wake up happy and this is when they nap and blah 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 blah. Life doesn't look like that. They are human beings and they have bad days and good nights and bad nights and all of that in between and it's up to us to kind of roll with the punches so the last two nights have been a really good example so um we were kind of bringing him into the bed and he was feeding and and then going back to sleep and the first time that we did that uh three nights ago it was great he slept he fed at like two o'clock maybe it was one o'clock and then slept right through until almost seven which was awesome oh man, I'm yawning, that's not good, um, and then the next night, he woke up around three, so he we was still getting some really good big chunks, but he, I brought him into the bed and, and fed, and then he was literally just crawling and like grunting, <laughs> sleep grunting, and all over me, and I like, I just couldn't take it, and so I put him back down, and he cried and whimpered for a little bit and I stayed with him and then he went to sleep and slept again so that kind of reaffirmed the reason why he's not in the bed full time and then last night um, he slept fairly well he woke up at 11 and we I got up and and kind of was able to get him back to sleep and then he woke up again at four which is kind of a, a normal time for him to wake and um, my husband was like, do you want to grab him? Because otherwise we might not go back to sleep. And I was like, yes, I definitely want to go back to sleep. So we went and so I grabbed him and fed him and he stayed in the bed and we slept until almost seven. And I woke up this morning and I was just like, you know what? It's okay if he needs to eat during the night. We don't. He doesn't need to be deprived of that. I always say and I tell my clients in my office that babies aren't out to get something more than what they need they're not manipulative they're not trying to trick you and so maybe four o'clock is when he needs to eat maybe he can go seven oh sorry 10 or 11 hours um or nine nine or 10 hours and, and he really needs to eat and yes he can can probably go up to 12 but His natural rhythm right now is he needs to eat around four, and that's okay. So to bring him into bed and and sleep for the rest of the morning, um, we're going to do that. And I think that this is a really good lesson for our whole life as a whole, because our, our life isn't perfect. It's not like the books. It's not like the movies. And shit will happen and you have to pivot. You have to be okay with understanding that you're going to have to change tack at times and your expectations aren't going to always be met and you just have to pivot and find what works best for you because if you don't, you're going to get frustrated, you're going to feel let down and that's going to lead to all kinds of ramifications in your life. And so... I think if we can really focus on that and not being uh married to an outcome or married to an idea of something but understanding that it's going to look different from you compared to your girlfriend compared to your uh parents compared to that fucking perfect mom who seems to have everything put together but probably doesn't uh And that's okay. And um, that comes down to everything we do, whether it's within our health, uh, within our body, the mama bod, whether, and you know, you're going to lose the baby weight uh, in your own good time. And your body's going to do what it's going to do. And you're going to need certain things compared to other people. And whether it's in your spirituality, how you connect with your higher power, whether that's the universe, God, Allah. Uh, Buddha, whoever you have as that higher power is going to look different from you. Maybe you need to spend just two minutes meditating and you feel connected. Maybe you need to spend an hour. That is totally up to you. Relationships are, are different and your business or career is different. And really focusing on the fact that you have to own you and understand that the idea or the perfection, or whatever you are holding to a high standard might not look like that for you, and that's okay. So um, I would love, 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 love for you to let me know what you think. I know sleep is such a big issue for all parents. Um, It can be the bane of your existence. And I'd love to know what you do and um, connect in some way. So you can find me on Instagram at mamashift and on facebook it is the mama shift on facebook and um you can go to dr which is the website and leave a comment um sign up for the newsletter and let's just create this mama shift tribe because you know it takes a village to to raise a family but it takes a village for your life you can, no one's in it alone and let's be together and and crush it so um until next time thanks for listening and i look forward to um sharing some more goodies along the way i'm very very grateful for everyone that that listens so um have a great day cheers